Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Happy, happy New Year's, mods and mamas. Welcome back to another episode. This is our very first one for 2020. And I'm super excited to get this new year started with a topic that I think is so exciting. And I know many of you who've been following me on Instagram are really intrigued by it too. Today, we are pressing the reset button on past life patterns. So we're going to dish all about past life regression, how to find out more about past lives. This is like something that totally lights me up. And you know, this is just a fitting topic because we're entering into a new decade, right? 2020. This is the year and the decade of let's have 2020 vision. Let's have clarity. Let's have a complete focus and an energy alignment of where we want to go. And let's just let go of the patterns and the beliefs and the thoughts that no longer serve us, right? There is no better time than right now with the energy of the new year, but this energy of this new decade, I think is really going to help us catapult it. And so if you've ever had an experience where you go to a place and you're like, man, I've been here before, but in this current lifetime, you've never been there. Or if you've ever experienced a deja vu when you met someone new or you've gone somewhere on a trip, or I know I've definitely had this, like you meet someone for the very first time and you feel like you really know them for your entire life or you've met them before, but this is the first time that you're meeting them. Or you could have the opposite. I've definitely had that. I met someone and I had this like strong inkling and this strong energy of like, yo, we totally don't jive. And there's this energy of like, I don't really like you so much. And you're like, this person didn't do anything in this life to me. Why do I have this energy? So a lot of times it's discernment of understanding, you know, is this something past life? Um, you know, it's not necessarily always a judgment. It's using your intuition to understand. And these are definitely common indicators of past life memories. If you find yourself obsessively attracted to a particular country or a culture, or you feel like you're um, able to speak a language fluently or easily, then reincarnation in past lives has definitely left a mark in your consciousness. So back in 2012, when I did my first past life regression, you know, this wasn't really something that was talked about a lot, but this really shows how much spiritual growth we've had in such a short period of time that we can have this conversation without being it so over like woo woo that we can just talk about it like I can share it on insta stories and people are like oh that's really cool I want to learn more so this is just a sign of the growth of our consciousness and how past lives can help us heal how they help us in this life to further our life purpose help us heal and grow and evolve, help us understand why we have certain relationships and dynamics called into our life with certain people that might feel challenging. So this episode is really all about, you know, how do we know when something's a past life? Um, when, what is past life regression all about? Is it safe? What do you need to know? And then I'll share a little bit about my own past life regret regression experiences now I don't even need to do a regression to be able to experience it I have had 
past lives come through to me in meditation, in my dreams, and even in lucid waking moments. This has been a new thing for me that I could be talking to someone. I was out to dinner with a friend and the past life of us, we were friends in an orphanage in London together. We were roommates and um, the image just came to me while we were talking at dinner. So it's really showed up when you open yourself up to this energy and this alignment of being able to hear the wisdom of our past uh, and let us serve us, not dwell on it or, you know, get obsessed with it but learn from it, it really is very healing. So I just want to put out, you know, not everyone believes in past lives and reincarnation, and that is totally fine. I would definitely suggest you just skip this episode though, because you probably won't find much value out of it. And just tune into the next week's episode. That's totally cool. You won't offend me. We are totally have our own prerogative to believe in what we want to. But for me, I believed in past lives from a very young age. And my first experience about hearing about reincarnation was not through religion. It was actually through watching a 2020 episode, which I find this is actually just clicked to me. What's the symbolism behind that? My 2020 um, episode that I heard when I was like eight or nine years old when I watched it is at year 2020, I'm talking about it, which is there's some symbolism there, which I think is kind of cool. But anyways, you know, there are people around the world who believe in reincarnation based in Eastern religions like Hinduism and Buddhism, Um, ancient Egypt, there was definitely traces of reincarnation and beliefs there. And now Western world has been opening up to past life regressions, which are routinely done by trained psychologists um, and therapists. And it seems like this spiritual journey has undertaken you know, and now people in the medical field, and I'll share, you know, a little bit about Dr. Brian Weiss. That's how I first got reintroduced to it in my 20s. But it seems that there is this blending of science and the spiritual journey. I mean, it is all one. We try to differentiate the spiritual side and the science side, but it's all one. Um, It's just different essences of the same thing. So, essentially, you know, when you go to a therapist and they're like, okay, tell me about your childhood. Everything always comes back and stems from your childhood. Well, here's the thing that might not be going far back enough when the root of the problem happened. A lot of times there are emotional traumas and physical ailments that stem from past lives that are resurfacing in this life because it's a pattern that needs to be healed, that we need to work through, that we didn't get get through that first lifetime or maybe many, many lifetimes. So, you know, reincarnation just in general is this process through which our soul is born into a physical body. It dies, then it returns to a spirit form only to be born again into a new body. This cycle can continue for thousands of years where the soul um, continually is to gain, gains wisdom and experience over the journey. And we experience the contrast and the opposite. Like if we were a murderer in one life, we're going to experience being someone who is murdered. Like that's how the justice or the balance is served because your, ex- your soul is experiencing every dimension of it. So our re- reincarnation is essentially a pathway where it allows our, hu- our soul to continue to evolve at a higher pace and a higher frequency and much faster than if we just stayed in spirit form. So past lives are important in this life because it really informs us on what is our life purpose in this life? What are the lessons that we need to know? What are the gifts that we were given in this life that are tied to our life purpose? And what are we meant to do? Our mission, how we're supposed to serve. 
So my childhood experience of reincarnation was when I saw this story of Jenny Cockell. You can just Google it and there's, you know, she's a well-known past life um, story. And there's tons actually out there, a lot more now about young kids because between the ages of birth and five, you're they're still connected to the spiritual realm and so deeply connected that they, that some children can be deeply connected to their past lives. So this 2020 story that I saw was, there's a mom and she was born in England and at a very young age when she was a child she would have these memories of a past life in Ireland and she this is like pre-dating Google she was able to like draw this map of this area in Ireland this specific city and when she drew the map it was like completely coincided with the map of Ireland it's not like she knew this wisdom she was like eight or nine when she drew the map and it matched specifically to this area and then as she got older she was like in her I want to say 30s she had children of her own she had this deep calling of like going back to this place and her past life that she was being called back to is like you know what happened to my children are my children safe are my children okay at her deathbed, she had like five or six children and her husband was abusive and an alcoholic. And at the time of her death, all her children except one went into orphanages and they never saw each other again. Her children from that other life were grown, much older now. They were in their 70s and 80s. And so they had all been separated. And so she, her, she made it her mission and she tracked down all her kids from that past life and different orphanages where they were and she reconnected them and so that gave her soul peace because her at the time of her death the wish was like what about my children what about my children and that desire got carried into she got she got born into a new family a new place but that memory stayed with her that stayed in with me like as it was just like this dormant memory I had never thought about it until I watched an episode of Oprah with Dr. Brian Weiss on Super Soul Sunday seriously I think in my 20s every book that I read and everything kind of just followed Oprah and it was when he talked about past life regression and reincarnation it was brought back this memory and I think that's exactly how past life regression things work we might think like why don't we know our past lives why is it in our memory reserve it's there it's deep in our subconscious but we need something in this lifetime to trigger that memory just like in this lifetime I had this dormant memory from my past when I was eight years old about this reincarnation but I never thought about it until I heard something which re-triggered that memory that's the same thing that works it's not just limited to this lifespan it goes back to the hundreds and thousands of lives that we potentially could have had so when it got re-triggered I immediately looked for a past life regression place in my area in South Jersey I found someone and sure and behold she was actually trained under Dr. Brian Weiss and so what Dr. Brian Weiss he was a psychotherapist and in randomly when one of his patients was under hypnosis she started recalling her past life and she was experiencing a lot of trauma in this life and during her hypnosis sessions she was being carried to these past lives and he was really skeptical about this because he was a doctor and he's like okay is this really real then in one of these hypnosis uh, sessions, she started talking about things about Dr. Brian Weiss's family and about her and about his deceased son that nobody knew. And again, this predated the internet, so she couldn't have Googled this. This wasn't public knowledge, and that's when he truly became a 
believer when he got that validation that oh my gosh there's no way this woman could know this stuff and how did how is that possible and then because of that he became a believer and started using past life therapy to cure his patients and help heal them and that became a new phase in his career and he went on to write tons of books he's a public speaker I've seen him in person Um, some of the books that I definitely suggest are many lives many masters Uh, that's the book that talking about this patient that he this experience of what happened what kind of how she was healed by that experience then miracles happen is just a accumulation of different clients that he had and the experiences and what they learned and then there was same soul many bodies now stick with me here this still kind of goes over my head but this is about future regression yes so there's past life regression but I don't want to totally trip you out this kind of trips me out still but basically they say like you know in the spirit realm you know time space continuum the reality of it is only in this 3d dimension where we believe that time is linear but in time space reality in the spiritual realm everything is just now so technically they say that the choices that you make today potentially change the the energy and the reverberation and what's going to happen to you in future past life, future lives. I'm sorry. So I haven't really dug deep into that, but um, it still kind of goes over my head a little bit, but that's a book on that, which I've read. And maybe someday when my consciousness is more elevated, I'll be able to understand that. But one of the really, really amazing things that I learned from past lives um, from my own experience, but also some of these books is that, you know, when we think about justice, you know, I am a former attorney, justice is something that's really important to me. And when I think that people are being mistreated, especially with the judicial system, I had big qualms about that because it is biased. It doesn't always bring justice to the people that need it. And sometimes, you know, people are innocent and they're wrongfully accused or people are guilty and they're free so there's this lack of justice but there was this person that he regressed in the book miracles happen and he was a nazi in one life and then in a future life he was a jew and he his soul needed to experience both sides of the coin when he was someone who had extreme prejudice towards a a particular religion and culture and then in another life he had to be a Jew to understand the being in that culture of the pain and the repression and the horridness of someone hating you and the prejudice. I thought that was the greater, greater picture of spirituality of we sometimes believe why isn't there justice or if there was a God, they wouldn't allow this. I think this is the bigger picture of how justice prevails is that through our soul's experiences, we have to experience both sides of the coin and I also experienced this in my own past life is that in this life my dad is very mild-mannered really calm really like a peaceful person wants everyone to be happy and uh, my mom is more like more of like rough around the edges she's loud she's kind of a narcissist she's you know she's like this really like difficult personality loud and in charge and like demanding And in another past life, they were both my parents, but their personalities were reversed. Where my dad was like super pompous and loud and demanding. And my mom was really quiet and subdued and patient. And so even in relationships, we take on different 
character roles and different personalities because we need to experience them. And this is just our soul's involvement. Nothing is good or bad. It's just that our soul is placed in these different experiments to 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 sense like what is for our highest good what is aligned what's not aligned giving us free choice and free will to make better choices or what choices are we going to make so this has been a eye-opening in such a broader experience of what life and is all about and how there's certain mysteries that we may not know, our mind might not even be able to fathom, but there is these mysteries of the universe that, and these laws of the universe that per, are pervasive. And s- there's such a bigger picture than this narrow life and this narrow vision point that we have as these individuals sitting in these bodies in this particular lifetime. So let's talk a little bit about what past life regression is, if that's something that you're interested in. So for me, the intention of me going to do a past life regression was because I wanted to understand what was my dynamic with my mom. I knew immediately when I heard about this, again in my 20s, that our dynamic had to stem from a past life. And so I wanted to have more information on it. But here's the thing. I had no doubt in my mind that reincarnation was true. This was a a knowing within me that there was no skepticism. There was no left brain of mine saying, well, I need proof to, to know if this is true. This is a knowingness in my body that vibrates. This is, this is my truth. So I think a lot of times if you're interested in this, you can't go in with skepticism because you have to believe it. And if you don't believe it, then this might not be the right thing for you. Everyone has access to it. Like I said, this is a memory bank that we all have. All our lives are in our subconscious. But if you're not ready to hear it, life is not going to, in your dreams, give you visions of your past life because they know that in this consciousness, in this life, it's not going to serve you because it might actually freak you out or scare you. So you have to be at a level of consciousness to be willing to receive in order for the wisdom to come. And what my past life regression therapist told me, she said that you're only going to get the wisdom that you need in this moment that's going to help you. So you're not going to get all these like scary things where like, oh my God, was I a murderer? Was I a rapist? You know, the reality is that our soul, and I'm going to go through different soul ages and the lessons of different soul ages. Yes, we have been all those different things. And that's where I think this whole, when I talked about judgment in a past uh, episode, is that I think that also gave me bigger perspective of never judging another person because their soul is at whatever age that they're at and whatever lesson and whatever phase that they're at. And I think we've all at some point in our life have passed through that, but we tend to not remember those lives because that would be very traumatic to us if we're like, oh my God, I I raped somebody. Oh my God, I was raped by somebody. I, my God, like I was murdered by somebody. And so, you know, there was an instance, you know, I've had so many experiences with past lives now that I'll be very honest that, you know, in this current lifetime, I've never been exposed to any sexual misconduct. However, there was something within me and I thought maybe it's because I'm a woman and I'm empathic that there was some deep, deep feeling of that within me that that had happened to me and it didn't happen in this life. I was never like I said, nothing like that happened in this life, but I realized that there's this past life that came through to me that it did happen to me. I I relived it because not that it was traumatizing to me. Yes, it was. However, I relived it because there was a 
different lesson that was attached to it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is going to be come out of left field, but I'll go ahead and say it. So when I was pregnant with Rehan, I definitely had these experiences like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be pregnant or I don't want to have this baby. It was really weird. I mean, we were trying to be pregnant. I got pregnant. So it was this very weird thing. I was like, why is this like weird thought coming in my head? And so what came to me is that in a past life, I was, uh, I was young. I was this I was wealthy. So my parents, I lived in London in this life. I was married off because of wealth. This was like this exchange to this old, decrepit, like, that's what I think. It's like the tales of the creeper type of old man who I was married off to because it was, I was a, I was a princess and he was wealthy. He was a king, got married. And it was like the traumatic experience back in the day, you know, when make you make sure you consummate the marriage where they like stand outside the door and they check your sheets. I know this is getting graphic, but that's the kind of experience that I had in my past life. And it was so traumatizing. And to me, that was like rape because it was like, I didn't want it, you know, whatever. So those feelings had to come up. And because of that experience, I got pregnant. And that was the same experience that I was coming back in this lifetime of what I was experiencing. So it didn't have anything to do with what happened in this lifetime, but it was coming back from an experience in a past life. So I ended up killing the old geezer. (laughs) I suffocated him in his sleep. I put a pillow over his head and it was like the best thing. (laughs) But then I found out I was pregnant. And then I was like, I don't want to be pregnant. But because I was royalty, this was an heir to the throne. They made sure that I kept the pregnancy. The whole pregnancy, I didn't want to be pregnant because of the, the way that I got pregnant. And what ended up happening is that when I had the baby, was a little boy, I felt deeply in love with this child and it didn't matter the way that the baby came into the world is like this being was just like the light of my life and the soul of that baby and that other life was Rehan so there was something that was reconnected that this soul there was like a purging that happened and like when Rehan was born I mean of course I was like completely elated but it was just like there was a reprogramming of that experience came back into my life and then it got discharged from my being and it like needed to be released because I didn't process that from my life in the past and so what came up to me come up came up for me is that in that other life at the age of eight when that boy his name was Henry um he needed to he had he was stripped away from me because he needed to be an he was an heir to the throne so they basically put him in the schooling so that he could be a king but because i was a widow and um they separated me from him which was like the most traumatic experience for my life because this little boy was my life so my lesson in this life is that which has been a reoccurring pattern is that People, you know, people will come into your life and out of your life, but this soul is meant to stay with you. So you got to learn to trust individuals and trust and open your heart because not everybody that you love is going to be taken away from you. And I've had many, many different experiences in past lives of this, of like people that I love either dying or, you know, like people falling in love with other people and like a lot of these different experiences like or like children passing away and so this is a reoccurring theme in my life is to trust and to be open your heart and to um, let people go when they're meant to be let go. One example of like how past lives come in to teach you a lesson. 
So I have so many and I'm not going to bore you guys with all of them. Um, They're very fascinating. They give you really these perspectives. The beauty is is that you don't need to like, just like therapy where you keep talking, talking, talking about the problem. Once you know when it stems into your past life, then it easily just manifests and starts healing you. And so this experience of this trauma with like the whole rape thing is gone from my being. Like it doesn't haunt me anymore it was at that time I needed to learn that lesson and I truly believe like with my travels too I've been called to go to certain places because my soul has been there like for example from a young age too I remember going to bush gardens hearing about Pompeii and I knew everything about Pompeii so when we went to Italy I was like I gotta go to Pompeii and when I was walking the streets I was like yeah I was one of these individuals who died in Pompeii and um so it's different weird things like that when I went to London I had this deep resonance that I lived there ever since I was little I love Tudor style homes I love Thomas's English muffins and I've had men- multiple lives in London when you're drawn to something and when you're you're like oh I'm drawn to that I'm thinking it's a past life because I'm drawn to it in this life well it's actually the opposite you're probably drawn to a place or a culture or a thing or a food because of a past life connection and so a lot of people ask you know um, what is past life regression well it's basically you're under hypnosis to through a trained therapist I definitely recommend going through a trained therapist you're in a light trans hypnotic state it's like very similar to being in a meditative state and basically they guide you through different questions and you enter this scene it to me it was like a movie and I was the main character but I'm feeling all the emotions like when there was pain or like someone that I loved died I would be bawling and crying so it's like very visceral it's your experience and there's a deep knowing like there's a vibration in my body this tingling this is like your intuition you you can't think your way through it it's just like this knowing and just being so one that this is my truth it's very safe it's not like you're the type of hypnosis that you're going to start clucking like a chicken or barking like a dog if they tell you to it's just very deeply relaxing and so you're going through these different scenes and you sense it you feel it you see it everyone experiences it a little bit differently but it's like you're watching the story unfold but you really feel the emotions and you re-experience it you really can't make this stuff up so I'll give you another example like I'm not really good with dates and history and all that kind of thing but there was this one past life and the lady's like do you see how you look you know where are you living I was in London she's like do you know what time what year it is and I said 1569 and I just threw that out and um and my family in that life died of the plague and I was like completely heartbroken You know, in this life, I didn't even know if there was a plague in 1569. But then after the regression, I looked it up and lo and behold, there was a plague in London at that time. It was a smaller plague, but you can't make the stuff up. It just flows out and this story is so deeply connected and you're just like, oh my gosh, that is the truth. Like you, you know, it's, there's just no question about it. And so um, I've had so many like really cool experiences of reconnections of certain things like you know in that life where um, my husband and my two daughters passed away in that London life so the soul of my husband in that life was the soul of my ex-fiance in this life and the way that you know it's their soul is like she'll guide like my my therapist guide me like look into their eyes do you recognize them and it's like when you look in their eyes you'll be immediately know whose soul it is because even though you look different and you're wearing a different costume you could feel the energy vibration and you recognize their soul 
the interesting thing in that life was that, you know, when I died, I was alone and I could not get over the grief that I died before my husband and my husband left. And I like, he was a great soul in that life and an amazing soul in this life too. And, but my lesson was that I needed to learn how to, to let go. And I was so grief stricken and like so attached and like to learn how to release attachment to people. And so in this life, you know, we had a great relationship and then all of a sudden life started pulling us in different directions. We're two really good people and we're like, why did that happen? And I wonder, like after the fact, it was like a force larger than us that pulled us apart. What I learned from that past life is that the lesson was that this person was supposed to come into my life for a season and then came out a different way. Like he didn't die in this life but the lesson was is that I needed to learn how to let go of people and realize that certain people come into your life for a season some people come for the long haul some people come in for a day and for a conversation they enter your life your souls are connected and then you disperse so it really helped me learn how to not be attached to people and to recognize that each soul and each connection is a relationship that either enters and exits your life at the perfect moment. Um, it's beautiful, whatever it is, the time it is, even if it's not a lifetime, it's beautiful. So what are some of the benefits, if you're curious, of how this helps heal you? So when you see personal relationships from a new perspective, you understand what your karma, what your soul contracts are, and what they're here to teach you. It energizes your talents and your abilities from past lives. So for one of my lives, my oldest life on this planet, I realized that I was a healer with my hands. And that got activated. Like I could feel that in the past life regression, like my energy, and I never felt that before and I got rate I got attuned um I'm a Reiki master now and it is true I do have the ability to heal with my hands um so that got reinvigorated um and that opened my energy up it really healed me you can help you release past fears and anxieties that are li- linked to past lives and some people like they have physical problems that are rooted to past lives that you can heal um, you can understand what your life purpose is, what your gifts are, and then align with them in this life, why you're born to your present family, um, what patterns you brought with you, and really just understand what you need to let go so you can be fully embodied in the soul um, that you are at this moment and in, in this life. So how it heals. Well, you're not born from a blank slate, right? And your soul is rich with wisdom and scars from many, many, many lifetimes. So we all carry these memories from past lives into this life. And these become unconscious memories that carry an energetic charge and they will continue to affect us. So they can be things left undone, vows made, accomplishments or failures, maybe mistakes, They can be successes, emotional debts, feelings of like guilt, jealousy, you know, relationship patterns like that. And then maybe wisdom and loves reappearing again. These charges form, you know, and set our past patterns that we want to let go of. When they get triggered, they present themselves in this current life. So these patterns can either be negative or positive, but they affect our relationships, our behaviors, our bodies, our health. Um, And then once we are aware of this, they can help release this attachment to this bond of this person or this pattern and let it go. So positive patterns are talents and wisdoms and influences and tastes that energize our life purpose. And negative patterns fuel um, destructive, 
compulsive behaviors. They perpetuate the grudges and, you know, feelings of revenge and jealousy that we might have. They cloud our judgment and, you know, they block our way of being fully um, ourselves and our soul's fullest and highest involvement. So by making these memories conscious, we relate to the pattern that no longer serves us so we can live more fully now in the present. So just knowing them is often enough. And then if you're with a therapist, they will help guide you to talk through through it and move through it. That's why I say go to a trained therapist. Okay, so now let's dish about something called soul age. I think this is going to bring a lot of clarity into why certain people have certain lessons and why you might look at people and be like, don't they realize that what they're saying is totally cuckoo and like completely out there? Well, they might not necessarily be at that spiritual involvement. So I learned this from something called the Michael teachings. Go on the website, just like Google Michael teachings. And I got this chart done. And one of the things you learn a lot of different things. Um, but one of the things that you learn is like the number of past lives that you've had on this planet and what soul age that you are. So I found out that on this specific planet, I've had 87 past lives and I am a mature soul level six. So there's different levels of each soul age. There's five soul age progressions. Before even like I lived on this planet, I've had many, many, many other incarnations on different planets as many of you have as well. It's just that we're not aware of it. So what's soul age? Soul age really refers to how a person has grown from experience on the planet. And it's not just how many lifetimes that we had. So no person is ahead or behind any other, but we're just in the exact place that we need to be that is for our highest self's greatest consciousness so it's kind of like what I've shared before that it's like grades you can't be a 12th grader and like laugh at a second grader like you are so far behind you don't know anything it's well you have to go through second third fourth fifth grade etc in order to get to 12th grade so it's just a level of moving through the lessons and the tests and learning those things in order to progress and move up so I read this book called laws of the spirit world and you might think, why don't we just stay in the spiritual realm where it's like peaceful and everybody's the same vibration as you. It's so much calmer. You don't have to like deal with like these chaotic people who are at different levels. Like some are like primitive and like, you know, murderers and some are, you know, like these Dalai Lamas. Like why is there such a big discrepancy? And so when I read that book, it's actually from an Indian author. So if you go on Amazon you probably only find the Kindle version. Someone from India actually gifted me this book. And it was a book about this mom who lost both of her boys in this tragic car accident. She was consumed with grief, but she was able to start channeling the wisdom and her, the voices of her sons. They were like talking through her from channeled writing. And they talk about the laws in the spirit world. And one of the things that they shared in the book was that, you know, there's different phases of our soul's growth. And you're always with the same group of souls that your vibration is. So you, based on the choices that we make here in life, you can either go up or you can go down in vibration because of the choices that you make. However, we evolve much faster when we incarnate into physical form because we learn 
through these challenges in such a shorter period of time. And think about it, every single challenge that's placed in our life is strategically placed there by us with before we were even here that we are not aware of to help catapult and expedite our involvement and our growth. So that's why sometimes people feel like they're going through so much heartache and such a, like so much in one life is because they're like, and like, I feel like rapid growth, you know, um, they're trying to get a lot of information and a lot of growth in, in one lifetime. And some people take their time. They take maybe like 10 years, 10 lives, I mean, to get them to like master a lesson. So uh, that's just something that we want to keep up, that we really chose to be here and there's no mistake in the plan of the universe of why we were here. There is a purpose and a mission and a gift that we do have and that's why we were we're a miracle and we were brought to this planet at this time because it was our choice. So each soul brings a different unique perspective and array of lesson um, and based on their age, their experiences, their choices, and ultimately it gives us the opportunity to learn and evolve in each life. So the, during the cycles of incarnations, our soul progresses through five soul age stage, stages and they're on this physical realm and each stage is marked by the soul's evolution. So the first stage is infant souls. And this is when we deal with issues of survival. Think of living at the primitive um, level, very tribal. It's based on rituals, people who live like in the rainforest and who are one with the earth. They're simple and earthy and primitive and kind of mystical. Uh, these infant souls kind of are on the fringes of society. I think of like, you know, those tribes that live in the Amazon rainforest and they incarnate and are near the equator. They're not really where the frigid temperatures are because they're so deeply connected to the earth and survival. They hunt for their food. Um, you know, they survive based on nature so they have not developed the basis or making sense of what is out there they only know this is not me and so infant souls often live um in areas where there's like african countries i think of like south america um infant souls are react very violently to perceived threats because they're all fight or flight right they are really being aware like there might be a snake or a piranha or um like in the water if they're swimming or they're very one with the earth and like yes tigers may potentially maul them so um new guinea cambodia um and potentially some areas in the middle east um but more of the middle east is what's level number two is baby souls they have this need for structure they live according to dogma and religion and they are thinking black and white then there's like the also the other extreme like they want to be model citizens and do the right things but um like I said they're very black and white thinking and um they for whatever reason uh are like the people who live in cocooned area like conservative small town life across middle America a lot of baby souls are in that area they have religious fundamentalism fundamentalist visions so think about like iran iraq libya uh the middle east midwest of america ireland to a certain degree um haiti these are areas and again this is all information found from the michael teaching so you can go on their website look up soul age and there's like it's a very dense website so there's a lot of information but that's where you can find it so 
Um, baby souls are um, rule-based, very rigid. They're very family-oriented. They're highly structured around adhering to laws and um, more on the institution or culture. So then the level three is young souls, which are success-oriented. Some of them have set personal achievement as the most important thing in life. Winning and leaving their mark in the world. What's my legacy? Fame. They're ambitious with a capital A. They um, are relentlessly pushing for more wealth and power and esteem. Young souls do not like to lose. Um, think of the people in the army, like the U.S. Army, that motto, be all you can be. They're goal-driven that's a lot of you United States, right? Like this is Japan and China and Germany, United States, um, Saudi Arabia, Australia. Um, the interesting thing when I read the Michael teachings, they're like young souls uh, can be the official soul age for like the facelifts and Botox and tummy tucks. And that's kind of like where we most majority of our souls in the US, like you can, you know, that's what what they are is like very success driven then there's mature souls um this is the category that i fall into i'm in the later stages of mature souls from what i found in my reading is that they're very relationship fixed and tend to gravitate towards emotional connection and often drama i can totally relate to this but it's all about getting the most out of relationships so you're going to have challenging relationships you're looking to create deeper bonds with people in their community fulfilling a need to explore inner world um, emotions can be very intense during these um, phases um, but there's a lot of creativity a lot of like belief in social and environmental issues there are a lot of bouts of drama and soap opera like things like think of real housewives right so uh, but there's also this need to be empathic and self-aware and intimate so mature soul countries are greece and england and italy those are predominant um, and let me tell you when i say like these countries we have a mixture of all these different souls everywhere but predominantly this is like if you incarnate into a specific area in the world this is fascinating it's because potentially you're going to be more around that vibration of people or that's where you need to learn your lessons so that i thought that was pretty interesting and then the last phase are old souls so they're the ones think of the dalai lama think the larger perspective of life they're the deepak chopras of the world they have very little um, material interest they want to bring more spiritual growth and spiritual awareness they live by the motto of like live and let live and you know their approach is like they're very competent um and they are all about, you know, being laid back, easygoing, really detached to emotional craziness, very spiritual minded, and sometimes can feel a little lazy. Um, you know, think of Sadhguru, like very old souled. And so a lot of um, old souls could be Finland, um, Holland, Iceland, um, which is pretty interesting. So each soul age consists of seven levels of development that we must complete before graduating to the next soul age. So each level averages three lifetimes to complete, but I feel like a lot of us are like in fast forward mode and we're like accelerating, like we have a lot more um, tests in one lifetime. 
So sometimes it could be more, sometimes less, but um, that's based on our free will. But an infant soul, for example, will begin at level one and gradually progress through the six levels before moving on to a baby soul stage and so on and so forth. So you continue until the seventh stage of an old soul and then that's like 35 levels and then you're complete and you cycle off this planet. So those are the 35 steps of reincarnation on this specific planet and then you move on to the next planet. So, you know, it's pretty fascinating because it really brings a larger perspective. A lot of times it's like if you're looking at someone and their like vibration is completely off, they could be like an infant soul, right? And you're like maybe a mature soul or you're um, a young soul and your life lessons and your journey and your patterns of what you need to learn in life is based on that. So, you know, some of the things that I've learned, like I shared with my past lives is, you know, different people in my life right now and my family how they play different roles like I was Ayan's father in one life um I was alone in a lot of my lives I was more male in a lot of my lives um you will understand like if you're having struggles with something uh now I basically can meditate on and be like okay is there something from my past life that I need to know and be aware of so it's really very powerful. It's helped me in enormous ways of just like understanding my relationship with my mom. Many of you were curious, like how did that help? Well, one that I realized is that this is her first life that she's actually had a voice. And so she doesn't know how to use it properly. So a lot of the things that she says very like harsh, rough around the edges, that was one thing. And also she's more of a young soul. She's either like a baby soul or maybe a young soul, something around there. And I am I know for a fact that I'm a mature soul and not in a superior way. It's just that we're in different levels. And so our family is going to ma- be made up of dynamics of people at different levels in their soul maturity. You know, people around you, like your husband and your children, like I totally believe that Ayan is an old soul. He is far beyond me. So, you know, our children can have more evolved soul ages than we do. So that's really important to know. So I hope this served you well. There's so much to dive into this. I know this is going to be a little bit of a longer um, episode, but there's so much to dive deep into this. But if you're wondering like if this is what's a past life or is this a past life, any sort of like resonance of a deja vu or a calling or a liking or or a dislike to something it usually is stemmed from something from a past life. To think that it's only limited to the 30 years or the 40 years of our life in this lifetime is very minimal. More things than we know is rooted in our past life from the people to the things that we like to the things that we don't like. So I definitely suggest that if you're into it, get a past life regression, look for someone in your area that is certified and you will definitely only hear the wisdom that you're meant to hear. It is safe and it's such a powerful experience. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Let's start 2020 with a new vision, looking forward and putting all that stuff from our past lives in the past. Bye guys. If you love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribe on iTunes, share it with your mama besties, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do to share is screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story, use the hashtag Time and Talks Podcast, and tag me at Patel. 
Of course, you can just text your mama besties the pod too, which is also totally cool. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, as my special thank you, I'd like to give to you my seven-day stress detox course absolutely free. This is a $79 value course I'm giving to you complimentary as my thank you for leaving a review. If you're a mom who wants tools to use in the heat of the moment that helps you decrease stress, manage your triggers, stop your own meltdowns, or you just wanna infuse a simple moment of peace throughout your busy day to get centered, well, you wanna get your hands on these tools. These tools are rooted in ancient Ayurvedic and yoga wisdom, and these kundalini meditations that I teach only take three minutes or less to feel better. These are my daily go-to tools that keep my stress at bay and help me feel calm and centered, and I'd love to make them available to you. All you gotta do is email me a screenshot of your review over to Dejal at dejalvpatel.com. That is T-E-J-A-L at T-E-J-A-L-V-P-A-T-E-L.com. I'll send you the course details right away so you can get started. And stay tuned, my book, Meditation for Kids, 40 Activities to Stay Present, Improve Concentration, and Manage Difficult Emotions is going to be released in spring 2020. This is going to be your favorite guide to make meditation fun, simple, and a part of your family's daily routine. Till next time, bye guys.